Howdy folks, I want to sincerely welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is take a moment and step back again before we go forward concerning a teaching that Jesus laid out pertaining to us being peacemakers or people that make peace, that actually make peace, real peace happen. Powerful. It's an amazing presentation that Jesus lays out for us and it's progression in life for a person who is walking with God and in their relationship, God purifies us. And as the Lord purifies us, we become equipped to do other things that we previously just weren't equipped to participate in. And one of those things is in legitimate peace making, the making of peace, changing the environment, changing the atmosphere taking an atmosphere that is chaotic and actually imparting peace, the presence of shalom, that calm, secure, undercurrent of joy and confidence that things are okay, things are in right order, peace. Because when we are in peace, in a peaceful place, decisions that we make are much better than when we are chaotic or we are in a place of turmoil. The teaching that Jesus lays out is phenomenal and worth all of our attention for the next several episodes. However, on a personal note today, I felt it was important to share something with you. And partially because there are more and more people that are involved in various aspects of leadership throughout the body of Christ and in various other organizations pertain to civil responsibilities, government responsibilities, things that go outside the scope of church life, per se, but still impact life. Thank you for tuning in, and it's really an honor to share with each and every one of you something that is hopefully going to be very pertinent helpful, beneficial to not only yourself, but to the people around you. And for those who've been tuning in forever, right? 
Man, thank you so much. You are the bread and butter of what's going on in this particular podcast. However, as things are developing and changing, it's important for us to do the same and to continue to expand our horizons. And so within this podcast, we're realizing that more and more people are tuning in that have responsibilities because the word is out that some things that are being shared are beneficial. Amen. I would be doing the same thing. I do the same thing with other podcasts. So with that in mind, as a leader, as a person involved with responsibilities, with privileges and responsibilities pertaining to specifically the body of Christ, I find it important to be able to express things on a heartfelt level and not just theoretical or on a level of educational, meaning just providing head knowledge, experiential life impacting things carry with them a lot of weight, meaning our stories carry with them a lot of weight because each of us have a story. My story is no better than yours. It's different. And yet it's beneficial because there are similarities within each of our lives. And so one of the things I wanted to share with you is kind of an update pertaining to this thing that I have been battling with or has come to the forefront in my life, and it is this thing of anger. Not righteous anger, not anger about things that really matter, but angry about petty things. Like things not going my way when I would like them to go my way. And it has become more and more and more of an issue because it seems to be happening more and more and more frequently. <laughs> it now has seemed like almost everything makes me upset, which on one hand, that's frustrating of and by itself, but on the other hand, it's indicative of something coming to the surface. God is bringing something, has been bringing something to the surface that has been there the entire time. It's just now time for me to see it and to deal with it. Isn't that the way it works? God loves us the way we are, but too much to leave us like that. He accepts you just for who you are, but sees within you not only potential, but purpose. And he loves you far too much to simply leave you in the place that he found you. He's drawing both you and me. He's drawing us out of those places into a new way of living. And that new way of living oftentimes brings with it a need to have things purified. Like Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Now, pure in heart is something that we can't do. It's an impossibility. And so Jesus is saying that a person who is experiencing that impossibility in life is very fortunate because it's an indication that God is doing something in that person's heart. We can change our minds, but we can't change our heart. 
And a pure heart is the prize of God because he wants us to know him, to see him. But because he is pure, meaning he doesn't have alloys, there's nothing fake within him. There's no pretense that is a dichotomy. One way is good, one way is bad. God doesn't have that going on. There's nothing in him that's a shadow. It's all light. And so when he engages us in relationship, the things that aren't light come to the surface. If you were to look at it in terms of using gold as an analogy, a goldsmith will take and heat the gold up and the impurities in the gold will come to the surface. And it looks rather ugly when it comes to the surface because it's the alloys that are dirty within the gold. But once they come to the surface, a good goldsmith will skim the dross, is what it's called, dross. He'll skim the dross off the top until he can see his reflection in the molten gold. That's like God working with us. He skims the dross off the top until he can see his reflection in us, pure. A pure heart doesn't happen by accident, and it doesn't happen because we double our efforts. It happens as a result of us drawing near to God, because God being like a holy fire the intensity of his presence, the burning quality of his presence purifies us from all unrighteousness. And as we come in contact with him closer and closer, and our ability to see him becomes clearer and clearer, we become more and more like him. As a result, the things that are within us that aren't of him come to the surface. He skims them away so that we can be pure. That's what's been going on in my life. Dross has been coming to the surface and it has been just something that, man, I haven't, I have noticed it, but I haven't liked it at all. But I really didn't know what to do about it except it was just continually happening. And if that's something that you can relate to, try not to get too overly concerned is what I'm saying. I'm saying pay attention because you're going to get an answer to a question that's probably in your mind as to what's going on. <laughs> to basically, what in the world is going on? I'm trying to do good, but all this garbage seems to be happening. And I thought it was dealt with, but man, here it is. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And for a leader, that can be really a concern. Because when we have other people watching, we know it, but also we don't want other people to reproduce those qualities because of them following our example. And so it puts some additional pressure, or at least it can, if we're leading with a heart that is like Jesus, meaning a servant leader heart. We want to serve people. We don't want to hurt people. But we know that if people follow an example that is kind of mixed signal, it can produce complications. So we tend to hide, is what I'm saying. We tend not to be real, not to talk about it. We tend to prevent, either prevent it or pretend that it doesn't exist or do something else about it. Try to shove it down 
so that it doesn't come to the surface. Well, that works for a while until. Now, what in the world has produced all that angst and that anger inside of me that other people could feel, even when I wasn't aware of it, it could be felt because I was vibing it, to use an old term. I was sending out a signal, and it was a mixed signal. It had a signal being kind of like angry. And I wasn't angry. I was not angry inside. However, it was a signal that had some anger in it. But God wanted to bring it to the surface, and so the only way to bring it to the surface was to have situations come my way that were going to trigger things inside that would produce that reaction until I could identify it. And finally, I identified it, and thank God I can now see it. And with his help, he can skim it away, and I am more than willing for him to do so. And what he showed me was this. I have had within me a deep-seated impatience. Not just a little bit impatient, but impatient. If things didn't go my way, I would, in essence, throw a tantrum. But because I'm an adult, I wouldn't throw a baby tantrum. I would get angry. And I'd express myself in anger so that I could get things done my way in my time. And it was based upon being impatient. Well, the Apostle Paul said that love, agape love, the love of God is patient. It's not love is impatient and love is unkind. It's love is patient and love is kind. It's wonderful. It has stopped me in my tracks. Once I agreed with that analysis Something happened. And I felt, literally felt within me, a breaking of that root of impatience. Now, I'm not saying that I have reached a state of perfection in it. However, the root of it has been chopped. I can feel it. I can tell. I know. And an element of patience is now at work growing inside of me and it's a patience that God has. God is incre- God is incredibly patient and I for one am glad because he has been patient with me. You know, lest I forget what type of life I once lived. I'm no longer living but it's by the grace of God I'm no longer living it. It's not because I have all of a sudden one day decided I was going to be good. It was because God helped me at such a deep level, and it was because of his patient endurance, his long-suffering with me, his working with me through something. Whereas me, I want things done my way, and I want them done now. That's spoiled. That's just spoiled. I was spoiled as a child, and I let it carry over into my adult life, and I'm 63, and I was still acting like a spoiled baby. But, no longer. I've grown up. 
I've put away childish things. I put away that impatience. You say, is that that easy? Sweetheart, it wasn't easy, but it doesn't take a million years to make a decision. A decision has been made, and the decision is this. Patience rules. Impatience must leave. Patience rules. The invitation for God to grow his patience within me has already been extended, and it's already in motion, and all it took was me asking God. But it also took me hitting the nail on the head because I had been looking at a variety of other things. What is it that's making me so angry? Is it you? Is it something that I ate? Is it something that what, 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 what? Because I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be angry like that. Angry at the drop of a hat. Angry because things are going away. That's spoiled. That's nothing more than being a spoiled baby but being an adult which makes it even more complex and befuddling for other people. Confusing. I think one day things are going good. The next day, what happened? Well, it's impossible for me to go back and tell everyone that I'm sorry. And so instead of doing that, what I've done is said, God, please forgive me as I forgive those who've done it to me. And God considers that to be okay. He's like, all right, we got that. I'll forgive you as you forgive those who've done that to you. Meaning, been angry at you because they've been impatient. Give them some room to grow, like I gave you room to grow. Like I gave you room to grow. Give other people room to grow. Wow. Love your neighbor as you'd like to be loved. Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up the law and the prophets. Brings us to a great place where we can pray and agree together that that would be something within us, that we would be pure in heart. Have the alloys removed from us, like that alloy of impatience, so that I can be a peacemaker. Hard to be an angry peacemaker when you're impatient. <sighs> Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace, God, really. For the grace, for the unmerited favor that you give us. For your mercy, for you not giving us what we rightfully deserve as a punishment, but in our place, you've taken the punishment and given us the opportunity to move forward without that heavy consequence, which would annihilate us. God, thank you so much. Really, beyond thank you, we honor you. We owe you our lives. Our lives belong to you honor you, we thank you, and we present ourselves to you. I present myself to you as someone who has been purified by your refining fire, by your presence, by your blood, Lord Jesus. And I present myself to you as a person who no longer needs to be ashamed, who can be a peacemaker. Lord, use me to make peace.
peace, make shalom in the world, be an atmosphere changer, change the environment from chaos into peace. Like you spoke over creation that was in chaos and you spoke shalom, where you spoke to the wind and the waves and you said, shalom, peace, be quiet. Where you said to the demoniac, leave, and you brought peace. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace, and we honor you, and we present ourselves to you like Jesus did, Father, and we do it in his name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, folks, we're going to continue on in our study coming up, but in the meantime, if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase letters, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We will get back in touch with you. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.